0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. the world wow uh
1: yay but there's one problem there's a human has a mustache just like you <laughs> do you think i know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the
0: letter of his first name on it <laughs> because i don't hello everyone welcome to the youth critic podcast i am your host kale smith joining me this week is alfie Maya from the movie ranking space
1: Hey Kale, thanks for having me again.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and Alfie, since you are the guest of the, guest for this week, um, what what movie are we talking about this week?
1: Uh, we're gonna be talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is the strangely the official title.
0: Yeah, it is because there's already another movie called Super Mario Brothers uh, from the early '90s, starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, uh, that also features uh, Mario, Mario, uh, and Luigi, Mario. So, um, interesting, interesting development. But hey, it, we're here, we're here for the Super Mario Brothers movie of 2023, the year of our Lord. Uh, it's <laughs> we are here for it now. Um, and, uh, we're gonna talk about it because, um, I've already talked about the Super Mario Brothers movie on a few years, actually about five years ago, to be, uh, to be exact, so I'll have the link in the description below, but, um, Alfie, before we get, uh, into the thick of things, um, just stating for, uh, viewers, what is your history with Super Mario Brothers?
1: Um, not much, really, um, I mean, I play Mario Kart, when I, when I was a kid, years ago. Um, but aside from that, I really, aside from really the character names, I really didn't have any kind of uh, base for the movie, or I wasn't really expecting anything. You know, when you kind of, when, usually when you're kind of waiting for an adaptation of something or whatever, you're kind of expecting something, but I wasn't really anything. So I, I pretty much went in blind for it.
0: Same here. I've played, um, I've played Mario Kart at people's houses. I've played uh, like an older version of Super Mario Brothers three when I was uh when I had a Game Boy. Um, but other than that, um, the o- other familiarity is, of course, I've done a you know I- I've watched the uh, other movie um, based off of the Super Mario Brothers. And, um, and I mean, that's fine. I mean, that movie was, you know, it's an anything goes kind of movie. And, you know, and the thing about Super Mario Brothers is it was always going to be one of those things where it's a hot property, it's a hot IP, you know, if you could, if you could make it work, it would be huge. But the problem is, how do you like, how do you make, you know, the super, how do you make it believable that, you know, two Italian brothers from Brooklyn, have to go to a Mushroom Kingdom and fight a giant dinosaur to save another like, super-powered princess. So that's always been kind of like the hurdle, is like, you know, how do you do it for this time period? How do you do it for this? And the conclusion that um, Nintendo came up with is to team up with the people who make the Minions movie. Um, no, no shame yeah. on... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no shame against Minions or uh, the Sing franchise or the, the Secret Life of Pets. I mean, but... they're,
1: they're not that bad. It's not, I mean, from Illumination, I really don't expect um, anything to be, like, too terrible. You know, it's just that, something that will probably just, like, do the job.
0: Yeah, it's it's a mo- it's a company that they make mo their animated movies pretty cheaply, like about you know within the seventy to ninety million dollar range, and uh, they, you know, they very much meet just deadline in the middle. They're just entertaining and you know engaging enough for children and adults uh, or parents that you know it's passable. Like it's a very very passable experience, but. They're not like operating. They're never operating on the line of uh, Pixar or even you know, like entertainment. So, uh, unfortunately. So yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, with that, um, Alfie, what did you think of the Super Mario Brothers movie?
1: Um, Well, again, I didn't really went in expecting anything but i have to say that the first half of the movie was kind of a surprise to me
0: yeah keep going yeah
1: yeah the the first half because first of all i like i didn't know they were from brooklyn like (laughs) that was kind of i was kind of shocked that the movie started like in new york and i was like oh okay um because i just thought you know i thought that everyone just lived like in the mushroom kingdom or something um, so I didn't know it was going to be this kind of like Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland story happening. Um, so that was that was kind of a surprise for me. Uh, so but the second half, the thing is that I feel like this movie just does not have like a second act at all. So it was I, I feel like it was really rushed which is um strange because i i feel like this movie just got announced like so not long ago so i'm like surprised that it's already out uh but honestly by watching i could tell that the script was written like what like in a week or something um right yeah because it just does not have a second act at all and i feel like that hurts the movie a lot
0: Right, and, and to me, that's kind of the problem with Super Mario Brothers. is that, like, it's a movie, is that while I love, like, the creativity, I love the world-building, the and I kind of like all these characters, introductions, like, I kind of like, you know, I, I do root for Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Toad. My big issue with the movie is that, like, you know, there's this whole like running thread of this movie of masculinity and how like everything is tied to like you know either a masculinity or insecurities. Uh, with Bowser being like you know really insecure of how to like ask Princess Peach out, so he takes it out on the whole world. <laughs> um, to, and but you also have like just you know Mario who's just very comfortable in his own, who's very comfortable to an extent. Uh, and then you have, you know, Donkey Kong. But none of these ideas really build a whole story of, like, how... Like, nothing really builds thematically. It's just, like, it's just pieces of a puzzle that's there. Versus, you know, oh, this is a con- coherent story where characters learn to grow and, and you know, build upon each other. So... Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a movie that is missing a lot, but... Still, I'm, I'm not that harsh on it, which is something that is uh, really surprised me too is that when I watched this movie, I was, by the end, I was really thinking, okay, so this movie is kind of like for really small toddlers, because it's, which is strange because I don't think like small, most children are aware of, of this IP. <laughs> Um, So but it's clearly not a movie that was, you know, made with people who played the games in mind. It's just like really just this animated movie that was made for kids. Uh, But still, you know, there are a lot of kids movies that you can really enjoy with the the parents can really enjoy with them. But I don't think like I don't see people um, like really enjoying this movie, like being I feel like it's it's gonna feel really incomplete for most people.
0: Yeah, this feels like a movie that uh, had a like if this was a live action movie, this movie would feel like you know a massive like you would f- it would feel like a troubled production where like. They, you know, cut, like, massive, massive chunks out of the movie, and, you know, like, and they had to do a whole bunch of reshoots. Like, if this was a, like, live-action version of this, people would be, like, you know, assuming, like, it's the next fan. People would be watching it as if it was, like, Fantastic Four or uh, Teenage or the Jonathan Liebsman, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, where it's just, like, it's so cut to death, you know, and like you literally feel like there's not an ounce of fat even though this movie is like starving for like any like character or it's starving for like, you know, an actual through line. But it's like but you have to understand like it is 90 minutes.
1: And he- Yeah, exactly. And that's uh why I think it that it did hurt that the film because I think it, I really think it should have been longer. But again, I I don't really Hold that up to them because if this movie was really made for kids, like I'm not, like I understand why it's 90 minutes long, uh, but it's still. I mean, the movies, the movies making a lot of money, but I think it was a really big risk to kind of focus the movie just on just on being a children film, like exclusively for ch- children. Um, uh, exactly. Still, I mean, still, it doesn't really make because you know there's a lot of children films that are incredible that are masterpieces that are considered, you know, one of our best films of all time that are made for children. Uh, for example, if you see something like like uh, Spirit Away, for example, which Miyazaki has been very open that he made, that that's a movie that is specifically made for children. Um, it is uh, difficult to kind of you know, give it a that much of a pass to this Mario movie because still, it does feel like um, just like a corporate decision. Um, as I said, I, I, f- I feel like this movie was just announced like 10 months ago and now it's done, now it's out and it's not great, but I mean, I guess it does the job of what it has to do, but that's pretty much it.
0: Exactly. Uh so this is from the Teen Titans Go creators uh, that are directing this movie. Uh, have you watched that show, by the way, or aware uh, of it?
1: I'm aware of it. Um, my nephew watches a lot of it, but um, and I thought I, I actually thought I, I've seen some episode with him, and I thought it was actually pretty clever. Um, because it, it's pretty much like a self parody of itself, which is I think I thought it was very interesting. Uh, but this one, I feel like if they had brought some of that. Self par- uh, parody thing to this movie probably would have been better um, if they you know were adamant of making it longer or giving it more character development um, because it, I think the problem is that this is just by the uh, by not by the numbers film that it's just it pretty much just starts and ends it doesn't even have like a hero journey or anything like that it's just it's just pretty much they get blown out to this mushroom kingdom and they have to fight this. Turtle monster, and then the movie just ends.
0: Oh yeah, well, I mean that—that is the issue of this movie is that there is no relevancy to it. There is no, like, uh, there's no, there's no relevancy, and also, like, you, I mean, you do feel for Mario, you do feel for Luigi because they are like these, you know, upstart bummers trying to start a business and you know they struggle they live you know with their parents at home uh you know like you know like they're trying to make it work and like i feel like this movie is trying to you know give like little bits and nuggets here and there to relate like for like our generation and maybe slightly older maybe even gen-, gen z to try and have like you know some related some relatability to the uh, brothers but like yeah the problem of the movie is like there is no there's not a through line there's not a strong enough through line and almost every person i've talked to that have seen the movie has said the same thing so it's just like like, did they not, like, test screen it? Did they, like, did they literally just make it, you know, as fast as humanly possible? And, um, and it does feel like, you know, in in, in actuality, it does feel like it w- happened so quickly because, uh, the directors were announced to doing it in summer of 2021. And it's April 2023, for those keeping count. So, yeah. Um, so, so it yeah it doesn't all it's not all work but there's pieces there, and it is weird they aimed at kids but then again I mean you know it is a colorful world it is a beautiful like there's a lot of creativity I mean there you have I mean you have a giant turtle turtle dinosaur that's you know, <laughs> that's your that's your big villain so I mean there's you know there it is that's how that's how you sell it to kids but it's even more odd they didn't try. And make it more, like you know, more of an actual story. More put more, you know, resources into it because uh, Super Mario. Because I mean, Super Mario Brothers fans. I mean, they span from the Gen X generation to all the way, you know, up to you know, like your nephew. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how old he is, but like, but he, un, but he it spans to kids as well. Like everyone play has played Mario. Everyone recognizes Mario from anywhere. Um, so, it, it's in the zeitgeist. It's been in the zeitgeist, you know, in yeah. people... I mean, people my age even play Mario... People older than me play Mario Kart.
1: Yeah, I think Yeah, I think most people have, which I think the reason why it's making so much money, because he... I, I mean, at the end of the day, Mario, it's a character that is pretty much known by... I don't think there's anyone who does it, unless... You know, you're a person who like lives in the wilderness for like three decades. You probably know who Mario is or or how he looks like. So so it's something... It's interesting because the thing is they have... They, I'm surprised it took them so long to make a Mario movie because, again, it's such a recognizable character around the world. And now... They, I, I feel like they really could have done anything with these with this characters and it still would have made a lot of money. And I think they're aware of that. Illumination was aware of that. So they didn't really pay that much mind to finding a better script. <laughs> um, which, is, <laughs> which is fair, I guess. But still, it's, uh, I feel like they just did like the bare minimum, which would come around as well through some of the voice acting as well
0: yeah absolutely so uh speaking of voice acting what do we think of the voice cast uh
1: i i think that what works in the movie it's because of some of the cast uh their delivery um i mean i think i think we can all agree that the real star of the movie is jack black as bowser because, and just because he, you can feel that he's all in on that performance. And uh, I think that the, that really elevates a lot of uh, all the scenes that Bowser is in. It really elevates the movie a lot because of Jack Black's commitment. Because I think, um, I mean, I thought Chris Pratt and Annie Taylor Joy, I didn't think either of them were very good. Um, I thought they were, it, it felt like, like a paid gig for them. And, he, and you could tell like you could feel that they were i especially i have to say that um, i thought chris pratt was going to be a lot worse he did okay i saw someone on twitter who was like oh we owe chris pratt an apology and i don't i don't think to, i don't think so I, I i still thought it was bad but he wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be but I'm, sur- I'm surprised by how bad anya taylor joy was she was she was terrible
0: i mean can you yeah what's even weird is she actually has like maybe the like other than bowser she has like the most developed character of the whole movie like she has like she's a warrior princess but she's also an orphan and but and then but you know and so she's supposed to carry like all this like you know Energy of you know of strength and uh, and compassion for you know for her people, and you're right. Like it's just very, it's almost just as monotone as the Princess Peach from the games.
1: Yeah, so I th- and I think that affected a lot. Which is, it's funny because I've always thought that her um, deliveries in most uh, of her films, they're always a little off for me. But I feel like the projects that she chooses to make, it kind of works with kind of... Because she's always using like this kind of like off-putting line delivery. Um, yeah, but, you know, if you're making stuff like The Witch or Last Night in Soho, it, it kind of works um, a lot of the time. But this project was... I feel like she she was just not the right person to, to do this because it's just so... Uh, not only so far away from what she usually does, is that she's using those same techniques that she uses in, you know, something like The (laughs) Northman on on a Super Mario movie. Uh, I feel like it just didn't work, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's not... I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's... But then again, I mean... Like, it's just... But I don't know, like, it's just not... It's not good, but it's also like it's not. It I, I don't know. It's just not. I I thought. I th- I think she's bad, but also like it's it's whatever. Any and then Charlie, yeah. and then for Mario... and, and yeah. Chris Christopher. It's not as bad. It's not as like an atrocity, um, because he just actually does sound like you know a man in his twenties. Um. <laughs> So, it, it, like, like like he's supposed to in the sc- in the screenplay, in the movie, but it is one of those, like, um, I'm sure there's someone else that can do it, but then again... Like, yeah,
1: especially because, I mean, he, he didn't make the Lego movies, which I thought he was actually pretty great in it, and then, you know, he's doing voiceover again, and he isn't... It feels like he's just trying to replicate his character from the Lego movie into Mario, and then... He's, I, I, again, he's, he's also very off. Um, I feel like people, I mean, I feel like people were giving him a lot of hate because I guess, I mean, I thought that Mario was just Italian, like from actual Italy, but, he, <laughs> but he's from Brooklyn. And I think a lot of people didn't know that. Uh, so maybe that, I think that's why he was getting some hate when, when it was first, the casting was first announced. Uh, but still I didn't think he was bad, I didn't think he was good. It was just it was just okay. He did an okay job. But if you compare him to like Jack Black's work or even Charlie Day's work as Luigi who he barely has any screen time, but he was also he's also all in into that performance. So it was nice to see some people were doing their jobs.
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's the problem i mean charlie day is actually from uh like the tri-state area he's actually like he's like the guy you would want like who's perfect for the role and even good for luigi and then he's basically a screenwriting device like that's 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 to me like you know the ultimate like like he doesn't really have it. You get Charlie Day to play at Luigi, but you don't really give him a character. He's just like a screenwriting device. He's there to motivate Mario. He has no interior life other than Mario. I mean, it's so. I mean, it's like does it's almost like Luigi is like an attachment.
1: Yeah, he's kind of just like hanging out, hanging in there. I'm surprised they didn't fridge him because it is the kind of character that you, <laughs> that they usually do that to. Uh, but I don't know, maybe in the sequel they will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they almost ridge him, you know, with that lava, so yeah.
1: Yeah, but he was really just there like a, you know, like a damsel in distress, pretty much taking the character since they weren't gonna they weren't gonna use peach for that. Um, but it's I mean it's still cause it still has uh, the same tropes as the game, but I, I still think that you know, I, I don't think that Mario has like a lot of lore. <laughs> like, you know, when we when no. we talked about like like The Last of Us, for example, that we talked about some weeks ago, it's, so, it's such a different conversation talking about an adaptation because there's so much to say about the show and about the game. But then you see the games in Mario and I'm like, I don't know, like, this is just, this is it. Like, there isn't really any lore to <laughs> explore here. <laughs>
0: Which you would think that would be a great, like, creative, like, give you creative freedom, uh, because, you know, then you can kind of create your own story, your own world. But they basically just take what little of the lore there is and then just make a movie out of it and then just toss in some, uh, well, and then toss in some girl power, uh, girl power energy and then, um, which is great, but it's also it doesn't really, like, which is great, and then you have Luigi as the damsel. like It's a great switcheroo, but you don't, but it's still, like, you're still doing the tropes.
1: Yeah, and still it doesn't feel like even doing that switch, it doesn't really feel like they were trying to do anything uh, special with that. And so it, I guess it works for, again, what the movie is trying to be, which isn't really trying to be that much of a thing. Uh but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I wish like I, I said that it did the job, but I'm talking, I'm really talking about other people because there's, there are a lot of movies that I watch that are just not great, but, um, I'm like, you know, I, I had fun, but I, I have to say, I didn't have fun watching this movie. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, a lot of the time, especially when Jack Black was not talking, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think that he really makes the movie pop when he when he's when when he's talking because he really he just really elevates um I mean Jack Black just elevates everything just put Jack Black in everything
0: He he does he does and and also I mean like he's committed to Bowser uh, in the same way that I mean Keegan Michael Key is uh very good as Toad like just to, like just bringing the energy uh in also i mean also i kind of like seth rogan and Snokey kong but then again like you don't get much from him either so uh but, so i like the little bit he's in um and then and then like there's not like it's hard to spoil this movie because there's not much plot it's just to spoil it's just you know bowser really likes pete princess peach he you know doesn't really know how to express it so he just, like, destroys the world in hopes of, like, appeasing her. Like, you know, like, if she's, like, death from the comics or Kate Blanchett's character from the Marvel movies. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. like, like she, she, you know, he doesn't really know. So, but she's like, no, I don't want, no. Like, I, I didn't want you to destroy the world.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, and, I there's a lot of people who are like, you know, don't spoil the movie, and um, I, I was like, there's nothing to spoil. I mean, if you... It, like, if you would ask someone to, to describe what they think a Mario movie would be, probably would have the same plot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: because the, I don't think Mario has any other plot.
0: Exactly. I mean, because you... I mean exactly. Like the only things that are like super different is like you know the movie ends with the only big difference is maybe like you don't take the Bowser Kingdom to from the Mushroom Kingdom to Brooklyn to have a final battle, um, you know, and cause like a nine eleven style event in Brooklyn. So yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, that, but I
1: thought that I thought that was interesting that that they brought all that to, like, the real world. Because, again, I th- I, I didn't imagine that... Um, you know, I just thought that Mario and Luigi would just, like, leave a Mushroom Kingdom and whatever the hell is happening there. But, I mean, I was not expecting that thing of them, like, having, like, this Alice in Wonderland moment um, in Mushroom Kingdom and then it coming out to the real world. I thought that was really interesting. But, again, it has some interesting bits, but I don't think the... The screenwriters were doing really anything with that. They just kind of wanted to finish the script, and that's it. And as the, you mentioned, with the mm-hmm. um, again with Marie not having that much of, of lore, it, it really opened. Um, like it reminds. I mean, we haven't seen the, we haven't seen Greta Gerwig's Barbie, but you know, Barbie doesn't really have any plot either, or any lore aside from you know, Barbies that Barbies can be everything. Um, but That's why I, I'm excited about the movie because I think Greta Gerwig understood that, that there's no lore on Barbie and she would just have like this huge open field to write something from herself.
0: Exactly. I mean, you and also, I mean, that's a creative person like taking, you know, creative liberty, creative liberties over a story and tr- going and hopefully making something truly unique and interesting that will pop th- for the summer. So, and it's supposed to be also, like, a movie that plays to both, you know, adults and kids. I mean, as we saw in the most recent trailer. So, so I mean, it's, so I feel like, like, Barbie has a leg, already has a leg up, but I'm also curious, like, if Barbie has the same, like, IP, like, you know, like, IP hype or IP, like, you know, attachment. Uh, to our generation older people and Gen Z's is this uh, like I'm wondering if Barbie has enough uh, like uh, like chips to you know cash in and make be as huge as this movie is especially since it's coming out like smack dab in in the sandwich culture of you know Oppenheimer Mission Impossible yeah so that so that's a curious thing but I mean but that's but that's July, here's a right now we're in April, so um
1: yeah, yeah I'm this one. yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean at the end well this wasn't really like a huge disappointment, I would say. Um It was just kind of like okay. And you know, because there were already some other people who Um, you know, try to get this on the big screen before, and it didn't happen. Um, For example, uh, Jendi uh, Tartakovsky, who did the Transylvania movies, um, he tried to make uh, an animated Mario movie, but it just didn't happen uh, because, you know, things get stuck in development hell and things like that. Um, So unfortunately Mm -hmm. that didn't happen. I think that would have been a lot more interesting because I think he's, he's great um at doing that
0: well he well Tarkovsky is very interesting at creating visual gags and also in in like his animated comedies like he's very good at like you know crafting gags that are like tied to character and story and theme you know say what you will about the Hotel Transylvania movies but those movies work because like they're visually interesting like in in their shot design but it's also like tied to character and theme along the way. So Yeah, and then he does all all these other cool stuff like Samurai Jack and Primal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great show.
0: hmm so, uh, right now, I'm kind of looking at the box office. Uh, Super Mario Brothers has already made um, within... Well, actually, it's been out for eight days now, as of this recording. But in its eight days, it's made $445 million worldwide. It's the fourth movie still. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is number three. But it will probably quash, like squash that movie uh, and catch up with it. Probably yeah. this weekend, yeah, because it's they're, they're pretty tight right now in numbers, and then yeah. there's a, and then of course like China has like Full River Red and The Wandering Earth two, that are just like making like six hundred million worldwide.
1: Yeah, but still, I still think, I don't, I feel like Mario could get like a billion dollars.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it, it, it's only because like it's a movie you can play on multiple screens like in every theater. Um, and on top of that, like, it's, I mean, it's just so, like, it's so, like, stripped down and simple that, I mean, you could sell it to anyone. And, I mean, and it's, like, and, like, this whole entire year, we've been, we've been kind of starved for a kid's movie. Like, yes, Shazam 2 kind of technically counts as a kid's movie. The Ant- Marvel kind of, Mar- Marvel Marvel's Ant-Man counts as a kid, sort of kid's movie, but... This is like like full like full stop. We're coming out as a kids' movie, and um, and to me, I feel like that's part of the appeal of this. Is like it's going to play, like at least until like Guardians Three comes out, maybe even longer.
1: Yeah, because um, well, I'm I'm kind of happy, I guess that it's it's doing. It's coin at least because um, you know we have had some films that were expected to do well that aren't really doing well, <laughs> so, so I think I guess you know the theaters could use that boost at least. Yeah,
0: I mean it's been kind of a slow year. I mean we like I mean we really thought like movies like Shazam, uh, and Creed would carry us to the summer, but now it's kind of looking like. John Wick. I mean, John Wick is actually number five worldwide gross. Like, it's made three hundred and ten million dollars worldwide on a hundred million dollar budget.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy about that too because it was. Um, I mean, it was it? It was a great film. Um, yeah, I, really it. I, I definitely had a better time than watching Mario.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you watch, you know, hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people die. <laughs> um or what feels like hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people yeah very hot people when the hot when you watch a bunch of hot people die it's it is entertaining um uh but yes uh so no it's so i mean we've it's been okay it's just been a slow year like real people don't understand we're still we just got through the first quarter of the year and i mean scream 3 is still like on the top 10 of highest grossing movies of this year so, or it's not screen yeah. 3, 6. Excuse me.
1: But I'm sure that, like, June or July, there were already been some movies out. Like, you know, Barbie's coming and Oppenheimer's coming. Um, which is crazy to think that Oppenheimer <laughs> could make that much money. But, you know, it's really just carried by Nolan's name.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I mean, all of his movies... Um... Are hits like I believe yeah. all of them are hits, like, or at least they they're profitable. Like the prestige, probably I don't think it was a hit per se, but it was profitable. Um, yeah, I
1: think the only one that really didn't make much was Tenet, but I I like to say that it's because it's bad. But I understand. I mean, it was released in twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was released in COVID, and. uh and and I'm sure like Warner Brothers has in their own way kind of made their money back on it just because it was one of the first movies on HBO. It was like one of the first like of their movies to be on HBO Max, um, alongside uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So I mean, I I yeah. can see
1: and even and even for a movie that came out in 2020, they make quite
0: a bit of money. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things where I understand. Well, I kind of understand Nolan's thinking behind it, that release, but also like uh, I, you your movie would have done just fine. <laughs> like if you would have waited a year. Like a year or two.
1: Yeah, it probably would have done a lot better. Um, Maybe it would have been better received.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, exactly. I mean, the people who don't like it were pro, are probably Probably you know, like you, uh, like I, I assume you don't like Tenet. They probably would have just not liked it either way, because this is Nolan's yeah. movie, no matter what.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I didn't like Tenet, and I actually walked out of the theater watching Tenet because I just didn't. I that's just how much I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, and I feel like even if it if it had come out like last year or twenty twenty one. I still wouldn't have liked it. So I don't think it would have made that much of a difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's where... I, I that's the thing with Tenet. Um, but yes. So Super Mario Brothers, it's doing very very well. Uh good for um <laughs> good for them, I guess. Good for another that's another yeah. cuz here's cuz here's the here's the scary part about this movie now. They could this could spawn its own Elimination, like, Elimination and Universal have just, like, found a money printing machine. Because you can make a Donkey Kong... Because if they play their cards right, they can have a Donkey Kong spinoff and then have that, like, be a whole separate thing.
1: Yeah, they I'm get, sure a sequel will be announced very soon.
0: I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. To be honest. Like, I'm yeah, really... I think
1: they're waiting. I think they're waiting a little bit when... The ticket sales kind of go a little down for them to hey, there's a sequel. So you, if you haven't seen it, well, you better watch it now. I think they're just waiting for a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, cause I, I mean, I feel like it's inevitable no matter what. Just because a they put um, the Yoshi stinger at the very end of the movie, so uh, I feel like I feel like it's gonna happen. I feel like it's very very much gonna happen. Uh, they're prob- either waiting to announce it or still making some you know, behind the scenes deals. Because it's insane that Universal would be like I don't know, that was a one-off.
1: Yeah, that would be insane. Um, which is, uh, if we see what they've been doing with like, the Minions <laughs> movies like, I mean, those movies they're still making a lot of money. Even like six movies in, and now they have it's Mario movie that I'm sure they're gonna make like seven of them. <laughs> uh, Ex- so yeah, exactly. I'm, sure I'm just working out deals with like the podcast and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, again, I, they were fine. Uh, Anya taylor doing was bad, but I don't care. Queen get that bag, um, and yeah, so she can now continue with doing more interesting stuff <laughs> now that she had the bag for Mario
0: yeah, now she has the endless paychecks for for Mario. Maybe she can I, I really wish she could somehow work in you know be in this for too.
1: Oh yeah, that, that was heartbreaking that she dropped out of that. I don't I, I don't even know what for what project she dropped out of uh, of that. I I, I I mean, I'm very excited to see her in the new Mad Max movie. Uh, Well, the Furiosa spin-off, not a Mad Max movie. Um, I'm very excited for that. But, yeah, I mean, if this Mario movies keep her um, employed so she can do more interesting live-action stuff, I mean, good for her. Good for us. (laughs) Uh,
0: Exactly. Um, Well, to answer your question, the only two movies she has uh, coming out are Furiosa which wrapped production in October, uh, and then The Gorge, uh, which is uh, Scott Derrickson's new movie, and that oh, just yeah. started filming. Oh,
1: yeah. So, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. I'm a, I'm a fan of Scott Derrickson. Really, of his film. I don't think his films are, like, incredibly great, but he, I, I, I'm always surprised by his films, and I believe The Gorge is not a horror movie. I think it's, like, a sci-fi romance which which is i think of something new for him so i'm very excited for that and yeah and f- furiosa but yeah i really wish he was doing that for that too.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um so with that um is there anything else to say on super mario brothers i know we haven't really talked like about like specific plot points but i mean is there anything you want to talk about for super mario brothers
1: um no i i i don't think so i think we can get to like the plot points
0: okay so okay so this movie opens with exactly how the first teaser opens it opens with bowser destroying the penguin kingdom um i don't know which kingdom this is do you know genocide
1: the which was what, what is it <laughs> it opens with a genocide oh
0: <laughs> you know just how you ever how you always open a movie just with yeah. genocide.
1: <laughs> it's funny because the movie's so focused on children but there were so many children that were crying at that opening <laughs> they were so scared
0: for real, at your screening?
1: Yeah, there were a lot of kids who, um... I mean, I I don't blame them for thinking that Pousher was just gonna eat all this penguin. I
0: I mean, they're so cute. Like, they're edible. I mean, cute, you know. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 it... I mean, we do see them, like, in the cages later, in, like, the endless, like, siege of cages later. Yeah. Um... But still, it's like, uh... That was like, you just... Dis- that was like, you just colonized an entire planet for one fu- for one fucking star.
1: Yeah, and it didn't even work, so... Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're a villain in this kind of movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just happens. No matter what you do, you're always impotent. I mean, incompetent, so...
1: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, you was... He he's only incompetence was really just that he was in love with Peach because otherwise he was I think he was a pretty great villain.
0: Yeah, he just yeah I mean, but all but all villains have some level of incompetency. It's the anger that draw anger that you know drives their incompetency. So yeah, so then we meet Super Mario the mario brothers they have you know they're trying to start their plumbing business they put all their savings into this you know dumb ad uh where they <laughs> where they attack where they basically uh, um uh what's the term uh italian they stereotype their own race
1: yeah uh
0: were, or their own their own people
1: like fake accents too. It was it was awful. But I mean, they were kind of proud of it. Um, I'm very upset that they didn't acknowledge acknowledge that their names were Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario.
0: <laughs> oh, believe me, the other movie does.
1: Yeah, I wish they would would have acknowledged this on that commercial. That would have been funny. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was it was a really strange gag, but. Still, I mean, it was just kind of to introduce... It's funny because I feel like they did it just to... Because that's what people thought they were gonna sound like, and then they, they just didn't. So, uh, I thought that was really strange. But I I guess it was it was a little funny that they were doing that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We... They they meet Spike, who's an asshole. Um, and this... And... Uh, Luigi... Um, good we you know that Luigi's a good guy super ma- uh, and then Mario is just like you know a ch- like he's the cool older brother but he's also short uh, short and stout so you know he, he can only do so much but I mean he's a you know tough fighter uh, make, make, yeah. try, trying to work hard with his red I collar that was,
1: that was interesting that pretty much all the other characters look like real people and uh, they look like the design from the game that they're just really extremely smaller than the other people. So yeah, that was, really, that was really funny.
0: Hang on just a second. Let me put. Let me take my dog. Let me take my dog out for a second. It'll just take me a second. I'm gonna just let him out. Okay. all right sorry about that i'll cut this part out keep, keep keep all right so what were you saying earlier um about the oh the character designs character
1: designs yeah yeah i thought it was funny that uh, the characters uh i mean they're not in the game they're kind of just look like regular animated people and then you have like, mario and luigi who look totally different from everybody else because of their own character design that they originally had. So, I I thought that was really funny. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they feel more in place, you know, in the Mushroom Kingdom than their own home, (laughs) than Brooklyn. (laughs)
1: Yeah, probably because everyone... I mean, all those toads were really, really small, so...
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mario finally has a new home. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, and I mean, if you see, like, those penguins and, like... Bowsers, henchmen, they're all like really little.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, they're like little, they're little. They can't, you know, they're all, they're Mario, we found the perfect place for you. It's like a wish fulfillment fantasy for Mario. Even though he didn't really want, care if he was big or tall, or big or small. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to see the flaws in this movie by talking about it Uh, or the implications so they so Brooklyn has so they see an ad or like a news report Brooklyn has like this massive like flooding that's happening or pipes are bursting because you know city maintenance is like shit in Brooklyn yeah Um, very convenient (laughs) (laughs) yeah very inconvenient or (laughs) very convenient so that you know the world that their town needs them at this, you know, moment. And they go They go down to the pipes. They get sucked into one of the pipes that's, like, long lost. And uh, Luigi and Mario get separated. Luigi goes, goes to Bowser World. And now uh, and Mario's stuck on Mushroom Kingdom. So, yay. That's the first act of this movie. That's the first act of this movie. We just summed up for you. Um. So, Alfie, what else happens after that?
1: Um. So then, there's another kind of terrifying sequence that <laughs> children were crying about as well. The whole um, when we were introduced into Bowser's world with Luigi and there's like these zombie things. <laughs> the oh yeah, hundreds, there's like, like skeletons. Yeah, and there's this weird like. Uh, like a cult. <laughs>
0: what what are they called? I don't I even mean,
1: know what they're called, but they were like this little, like cult of little, little people, <laughs> and it it was it was frightening. I thought that that was very well done, and children were scared. They were scared.
0: Yeah, like it's a pretty intense scene. Like, and it's directed like you know, like uh, like a terrible, like it's directed like a zombie movie. Like movie at this moment, like. Yeah. Luigi is, like, running for his life. It's like Nightmare. This movie's gonna give... You know what? Never mind. This movie is perfect. It's gonna give Nightmare feel to get. It's perfect. Never mind. Go see it, everybody.
1: Yeah. A+. Plus. It's kind of like a, like a children's 28 Days Later or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. A+, plus, everyone. Take your kids. Take everyone. Um. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, no, and so Mario teams up with Toad, they go to Princess Peach, you know, somehow very conveniently, like, they somehow have convenient access to the kingdom where they can enter and, you know, just burst through the door. No security.
1: Yeah. Also even though, those, like, those even though there's a killer turtle boots. on the rise.
0: Sorry, sorry, Alfie.
1: Yeah, that, that, those transportation tubes are clearly not very efficient, so like i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure that's how it's in the game but it, it's still it, it's strange to see them like in the movie because it just clearly doesn't work but everyone no one likes uh, you know nobody really mentions that <laughs> i guess if you're used to using them it doesn't it really it, it's not a bunch of a hustle
0: yeah it's very very inconvenient and if you're not careful your whole body will just turn into a big blood bag. <laughs> You know, like you'll just yeah, be sure, broken sure bones. Have died.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> there was a lot of toads that that you know sacrificed their lives for the tra- for the convenient transportation system of Mushroom Kingdom. You know what? I want that movie. To be honest, I want that movie. The movie, like the Oppenheimer style movie, where they're like testing, you know, tubes for traveling, yeah, <laughs> and it's just going wrong every time. And they keep having to modify yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and all these there's all these toads dying for this project.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the movie. Okay, that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, like this is horror movie, this ex- existential horror movie, and you have the one toad just like having existential dread <laughs> about what he's created. Uh, okay, okay, that's what. Okay that that's a movie and stuff they get to princess peach you know again no security in this place even though there's a killer giant turtle on the loose um so so they get to princess peach and princess peach is like yeah sure you know you can tackle yeah sure i'll help you you know get your brother back but you got to do this like challenge you know with you got to do this challenge where it's basically you get to watch Mario play, or no, you get to first watch Princess Peach play the game, essentially.
1: Yeah, exactly. And which is, still, I think it's all of that is really strange because there's all this sense of urgency just before that about, you know, getting to see what to do to get to stop Bowser, and then there's this detour for her and mario doing this whole obstacle thing which it's implied that they've been doing that for like the whole day which, yeah which the whole day and whole night easier. yeah
0: yeah luigi is probably have has already been baked eaten by the you know the uh, the bowser zombies um but no Mario's going to do this obstacle course to impress the princess
1: um, yeah. And she he kinda does, but not really.
0: Yeah. I mean he's he does okay and he it, He loses but he doesn't he, he it's like he made a C. He made us he made a passing grade, you know, enough to get you know, to stay on the team. Um I mean and on one hand, like here's the thing about this here's the thing we're poking fun and poking fun at like how like the sense of urgency has been taken away. But like you could have used this scene as like a great like building tool tool to show like how Mario like to build even Mario's character even more. But here we're just getting a montage of Mario basically playing the game over and over and over day and night, much like, you know, the true, like much like I'm using air quotes, the truest of fans uh, would do for this game again I'm using air quotes Um, yeah exactly
1: so but yeah I mean I guess they had to show all that to you know kind of be um, authentic to whatever they could be for the game
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um. Yeah. Exactly. And then we go to you know Donkey Kong World. You know, and uh, meet with Fred Armiston as like you know the cranky Kong, uh, King Cranky Kong. And uh, and then uh, Mario's like, I'll challenge. So here's the okay. So we were talking about the loss of urgency in this. You know, hap. Well, now there's like an urgency when they get to Donkey Kong when they get to the Donkey Kong World. Uh, because Mario's like, okay, I'll fight someone if you'll give me the army. Like, if you'll give me the ar- I'll fight whoever I need to to get the army. And he's like, um, sure, whatever. Because Cranky Kong is like, you know, he just, he, he, he's like an asshole. He doesn't want to involve his country in other yeah. people's politics unless it Which involves him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so, so, of course, like, he, Cranky Kong's like, okay, I'll send my son, you can fight my son, you know, and, you know, if you win, you know, we'll give you the army. And, okay, so here's the cool part about the, okay, well, actually, no, 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 what did you think of the Donkey Kong fight scene?
1: Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was, (laughs) I, I thought it was the most entertaining part of the movie, with that and the whole saying through the you know the rainbow road later um, I thought that that sort of um, all of those sequences were very well done and I, I, I wish I would have spent more on that than doing the whole like obstacle curse that they did for like 20 minutes before that uh, before I, because I thought it was just kind of pointless but then you know all, all that happened with the, in the Donkey Kong kingdom, um, yeah, I th- I thought it was pretty well
0: done. It was really my it, it was personally my favorite part. Exactly, like I it, well, what's so great is we get to see like Mario actually like uses wits that he's you know that he's known for in the beginning, um, or we've seen in the beginning like he's very smart and uses like his wits and uses. Like, his knowledge of, like, getting different mushrooms and stuff. Uh, Although, I do love the gag where all of the different mushrooms, like, kind of suck. And he has to just figure out how to use them to the best of it. Like, I kind of like that. Um, but, uh, But, yeah, no, I really... But, yeah, no, the Donkey Kong fight. And then he loses. And what's so great is, like you immediately feel for donkey kong because it's like you know he booth he's been you know boasting he has this like big ego and then and then you and then like at the end of the fight he's kind of like just re- reverted to being a loser like he has like this other insecurity as well so i like there's again there's like as I've mentioned before there's seeds of a you know interesting arc of how like masculinity affects the world and you have the and you could have had a movie where you have this like kind of not anti masculine but like the opposite of toxic masculinity which is Mario like be this nice presence you could have had like a Paddington with Mario is what I'm
1: saying yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, they were just doing like the bare minimum. <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's like writing a paper at 10, 8, 10 p.m. and the papers due at midnight.
1: Yeah, and maybe it maybe has like some really interesting points, but it's never really gonna go anywhere.
0: Exactly. So they, you know, get the army. They build their own Mario Kart uh, or their own cart, and they take the Rainbow Road. Uh, and it's a fun scene. Like, I will say this. Like, this middle chunk of the movie, you know, with Donkey Kong, the Mario Kart scene, and when they're, like, you know, and when they're eaten by the whale, Jonah style. Uh, <laughs> like, it's actually pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. They were kind of, like, having, like, their own Pinocchio moment. <laughs>
0: yeah. they're. <laughs>
1: I wish they would have used that, to. I mean, they did use a little bit of that to do, like, some little character development, but not really. Again, I I think that sequence of inside that whale thing, I think that could have been a little bit longer. But they just didn't really, again, didn't do anything with that.
0: What if it was? Like, what if it was longer and then they cut it down because they need... they there was what if they had to because there was an agenda to make it 90 minutes?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it wasn't their decision to for it to be 90 minutes. I'm sure that a lot of it was cut out, so that's why I'm not I'm kind of giving them like the benefit of the doubt because, um, I'm sure Universal uh was already um focused on it being for children and they didn't want like a two and a half hour movies for children. Um, so I can understand why they would have to cut all that out if they ever wrote it in the first place
0: okay we're saying this but I just remembered there's a whole scene in the beginning of the movie where they have they fight this dog in the bathroom and cause this whole plumbing destruction and I'm, it, it adds nothing to the character we don't really see the dog ever in the climax nothing like it really is like a filler scene
1: yeah, it's just kind of like, kind of to establish that they were not very good, and then they were like, you know... They but they not, are good. No, they like- are. Exactly. It's just that it was just a really unfortunate event. <laughs> but I never, even after that, I don't think everyone's going to doubt that they were very good. It's just that they actually fixed the problem. It's just that this dog was just giving them a hard time, which is crazy to think that, you know... They let people into your home to fix something, and then you have your your dog like on the loose. <laughs> As,
0: yeah, you yeah, or or better yet, you like you let these people like come into your home, and then the dog is like attacking them, and then you blame them. and yeah, then you and, I'm, and then I'm you sure blame them for their the first fuck time. Up. For, yeah, and I'm sure you, it wasn't
1: the first time that that dog was really aggressive with someone else. So
0: yeah. it's impossible that dogs, you know, it's impossible that, you know, that bone did not get crushed, you know, more than once. So, uh, anyway, so, back to the whale scene. They get out, and you're right, like, it's such a short scene. Like, they come to realization that they have something in common. They both feel like losers to their fathers. And then the scene ends, and then they get get out of the whale, and now they gotta, you know, get out of mushroom kingdom because now the princess has agreed to marry to basic she didn't agree but she basically was forced uh to to marry uh bowser after the proposal went like super south uh so so now we gotta save you know Mario so now we gotta save luigi mushroom kingdom and uh and princess peach and toad so, uh, how does he do do this? Get more, mu- he gets more mushrooms, and of he course. turns, and he turns into like a raccoon, uh, like a raccoon Mario.
1: Yeah, and he's flying all over the place, kind of like doing like an, like an aerial attack. <laughs> but I mean, that was that was. Again, it has this movie has some scenes that are really fun but still it doesn't really amount to anything
0: <laughs> yeah no uh and, and well i mean he's wearing it in the client like when he's he even when he's back in new york he's like i think he's still wearing the costume so yeah it's very much like you know and you know there's a wedding that's about to have forced a forced arranged marriage that's gonna happen it and Mario stops it, and, uh, oh, and we for- forgot to mention, while this is all going on, there's like this star that's like, you know, i l- like, just gleefully oh, yeah. l- hoping uh, for the sweet release really, of
1: death. A very nihilistic star that is, <laughs> like, I don't even know what the hell was going on with that star, because it, it was just dreadful. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean it was funny. I I thought that was the funniest gag in the whole movie. But it, it it's funny that they added that character to just be like the most nihilistic character ever written.
0: Exactly. Like this cute little star that sounds like it's from a kid. Uh it's like "Oh, I really wish this and, and like gleefully happy that he's about to be lowered into lava." <laughs> while everyone yeah, else is kind like of screaming, character- crying.
1: Yeah, it is the kind of character that you would believe that would make, like, an atomic bomb, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, so that's happening. He's disappointed that he's not going to be dipped into lava. Um, And...
1: (laughs) And Which is insane, because I'm sure that's not a very... um, not painful death. (laughs)
0: yeah like i mean yeah no being dipped in lava that is a very painful way to go like you don't just die immediately anyway uh so they get so there's a bomb uh that's you know flying around mushroom kingdom and mario keeps like deterring it moving it you know and then he puts it in the wormhole where he came from but, it sucks, but the explosion is so huge, it sucks the entire Mushroom Kingdom, Bowser's Palace, to Brooklyn, and causes Brooklyn, like, a 9-11 style of it in Brooklyn. Like, killing hundreds
1: of millions of people.
0: Although, you don't see it. No, viewers, you do not see the, the countless, you know, people yeah, dead.
1: but I'm sure a lot of people died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like, countless number of people died. It's horrific. Like how that that Bowser's Palace has squashed a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a he really is a genocide.
0: <laughs> he is such a genocidal maniac. But at least he sings. At least he can sing.
1: Yeah, at least he can sing.
0: Okay, so So now the final fight is in Mario is base is in Brooklyn. Uh, Mario, you know, flies around some more uh luigi you know holds back a you know fire breathing i think bowser breathes breathes fire at some point or something with fire anyway luigi stops it princess peach also tries to help and then so they get the mushroom that makes you short and they give it to bowser and then he shrinks um Although the problem with a, the mushroom that makes you shrink is that if you hit hard enough, you could probably break out of your little shell or whatever tiny prison
1: you're in. Yeah, and I'm sure it doesn't really last forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it does. Well, it definitely does it in the game. Like the little, like any mushroom you take, it the effects wear off. So this whole idea of keeping Bowser prisoner is like idiotic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like they would literally have to starve him and feed him only the short mushroom forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I really some what really um, the strange thing as well is that how just the movie just ended and I was like, so is Mario staying in Brooklyn or is he going to Mushroom Kingdom now? Like, there's no resolution <laughs> for anything. The movie just ends.
0: Well, he's in Mushroom Kingdom. Like, at the end of the movie, I believe he's in Mushroom Kingdom. But yeah, you're just like, oh, I guess he's not in Brooklyn anymore. Yeah, uh,
1: so I'm not sure if he's just like, if this portal is like open. And how <laughs> he can just like go in and out from Brooklyn to Mushroom Kingdom whenever he wants.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also like you know him and print. That's the other thing too. Like print him and Princess Peach. Like you, on one hand, you can say is sort of progressive because they're just like not even acknowledging each other. They're not even acknowledging that they could be a thing. Uh, but then again, yeah, it's weird I, how open I mean, they it will is.
1: eventually. What? I'm sure they will eventually mention that.
0: Yeah, but it is an odd thing to be like. Yeah, we're just together-ish for reasons. Yeah. Um but 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 also on the other side it's like um like do you even have chemistry like like do you have like like is this going to be a thing cuz even Bowser's like, you know, are they a thing? And
1: yeah, I'm like I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I think
0: you still have a shot if you don't. If you're like stop the genociding.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if he just, you know, confessed that he was wrong. I'm sure he would had like a better shot than just being forced people to marry him.
0: Yeah, if you just weren't such a genocidal maniac, maybe you could find love. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the movie ends. You know. He's in Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, we get two post-credit singers. One where Bowser is like playing the, because I guess it must have played like bangers. The Bowser, um, with the with the that he the ba- Bowser's ballad, like love ballad. I guess that played so well they had to do a repeat of it in the post-credit scene.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it did great right in the test screenings, so or if they did any.
0: Yeah, that yeah exactly. Like I mean that must have played so they put it in the end and then uh the second one is the tease for Yoshi uh who's this cute little dinosaur thingy uh um, yeah
1: I'm sure they were they were many options to leave any easter eggs
0: <laughs> yeah and this is actually a and what's funny is it's an actual egg <laughs> they're leaving yeah
1: an actual egg yeah it's still because um even then I don't think it was kind of like that impactful. was like okay
0: <laughs> well here's the thing I was kind of like thinking you know of all the Mario characters we have like we pretty much got everybody but we haven't seen like Yoshi like anywhere in this movie like not even as like a in the background just hanging out and even like the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s they have a Yoshi character it, it just doesn't speak um. So like it's weird that, you know, Yoshi was and then I'm like, oh, here he is. He's at the end credit singer. He's going to be the thing for the sequel. Uh so cool, I guess. And yeah, I mean that's the movie. Just a bunch of stuff happens and you know, and uh Chris Pratt says wahoo and Bowser sings and that's it. That's the movie.
1: yeah then the movie ends.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the big hit of the spring.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean again it's a it's a kids movie like I like I know people would just like say like any movies like oh there were lots of kids movie, but this one is a, it is really a kids movie. I don't think it is aiming to entertain any adults at all.
0: Yeah, the adults are just there to pay for the kids to be there.
1: Yeah, and just you know, being fed up nostalgia again. But I don't think people like I personally again I didn't. I usually with this kind of movies I watch them I'm like well that wasn't very good but it was fun. But I didn't really have that much fun watching this movie. I just wanted it to end. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, I think I had more fun last year watching Sonic 2. Like, and that movie's just still. Oh, yeah,
1: I thought Sonic was a lot more entertaining.
0: Yeah, I mean, that movie also is just like middle of the road. But, yeah, but both this movie and Sonic Hedgehog 2, they both have like the same kind of like interesting. They both have like the same thing where I go in my head and go, okay. There's going to be some young up-and-coming film director in about 20 30 years that's going to sit in the in THR and he's going to say like to the round table yeah and i my favorite movie growing up was Sonic Super Mario Brothers movie or Sonic Hedgehog 2 and i'm like and i and all of us like in our you know all of us you know oldies are going to be like of, of course
1: of course it
0: is oh god of
1: course it's like, it's you like- know. Paul Thomas Anderson who was just kind of like you know I kind of like Venom 2
0: <laughs> yeah you know what good for him if he I mean Venom 2 is better than Venom so I can see that like, I agree you
1: know. I, th- I thought Venom 2 was a lot more fun so I, I would understand why PTA likes that movie
0: <laughs> yeah it's like you know we go from you know a corporate product to um, well to like sort of like a semi good movie or a semi-watchable movie. So, we're coming up here at the end here. Um, uh, so, is there any other thoughts on Super Mario Brothers movie?
1: Um, Not really. I, I wish I could say that they could learn from their mistakes in this one. But, I mean, it ma- it's making so much money that I don't think they're seeing it as they're making any mistakes. So... I I guess we'll see what happens with the uh, sequel, the inevitable sequel.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like, you know, this is kind of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Jurassic World situation where the movie is done so, so well, where that they'll get the same, they'll probably get the same creative team back. They'll probably get, you know, same directors, same, of course, the same cast. uh, You know, but in the end we're probably the like they're not going to go in and be like okay we're going to do a uh we're going to do a 2 hour you know meditative drama on super mario uh so yeah I, I i feel like you know it's very very much uh it's a done deal i think i think that's what's going to happen i think it's very very much a
1: uh I, I
0: think I think this is basically the template for their franchise going forward. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. So, uh with that, I mean, you know, and I don't blame them. I mean, the movie's doing very well. It's fine, but yeah, I wish there was like, you know, I wish the next one they would do, and maybe they will, but I wish the next one they will do like more character development, more like like figure out like let's do more than just a bare minimum so that's what i'll say
1: yeah yeah exactly but we'll see i don't i really don't think so but maybe they will maybe i'm underestimating them
0: maybe all right so uh with that um alfie uh if you if you don't have anything else to say where can the good people find you
1: um, well, we're, we do the uh, Movie Ranking Spaces from time to time. Um, everyone's welcome on Twitter. Um, um, you can find me at, uh, at the snowman my handle. We, sometimes we do the Movie Ranking Spaces. We do a topic, usually the top five of any topic that we're doing at the time, and you're welcome to join in and give your top fives and talk about movies.
0: Exactly um i'm also i also participate in the movie ranking space and it is a it's a lot of fun they they come up with some really good topics it's not mean-spirited it's very much you know everyone chiming in to recommend like the best movies regarding the topic and it's incredible it's very well it's very well done and put together um So, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at MovieKale. Um, and we are fast approaching a 300th, the 300th episode mile, mile mark, um, for this podcast. Oh gosh, I've done three, almost 300 of these. Um, but no, it, we, we've, um, we've almost hit 300. We have one more episode to go. Uh, I don't know what the next episode will be. Um, but I know that the 300th episode, we have a massive, massive, I mean, huge jam packed podcast, uh, for you. That's going to be kind of like an amalgamation of what the youth critic, uh, has become, you know, over the last eight, uh, eight years. So please check that out. Please, uh, uh, continue to subscribe. Uh, continue to listen please you know uh, like tell us how we're doing um also um you know if you have any ideas like for the 300th episode uh we already have a lot um going for we do have some great ideas uh but yeah i think the next episode we will announce what we'll do for 300th um as of right now please check us out on the road to the fast saga where me and marley from uh, real lovers podcast are doing a uh, whole retro retrospective mini series on the fast and furious uh movies uh we have just finished uh episode um we've just finished episode four and on tuesday we're dropping uh the fast five episode so, please check us out. It's going to be every Tuesday leading up to the release of Fastax. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you uh, very, very soon next week. There's a huge universe out there
1: with a lot of galaxies, they're all counting on us.
0: Pressure. Uh! <laughs> Wahoo!